You are listening to Scars and Guitars Podcast with my dad, Andrew McCoy-Smith. This is his conversation with the excellent guitarist for Noah's sites called Kaki Kin. The reason for the conversation is to promote Kaki King's Tour of Australia in August. I hope you enjoy it. My name is Adrian McCoy-Smith. Hello? Hello, it's Andrew McCoy-Smith calling for our chat. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm very good. Let me tell you, I've just, um, what have I done in the last two hours? I arrived for, I had an, let me start from the beginning, okay? So I realise we don't know each other, but I've got to share this with somebody. <laughs> so here we go. So two hours ago, I thought, uh, well, no, God, I've got to go back further. A couple of years ago, I had a detached retina on my left eye, which is when the retina obviously detaches and you can't see anymore. Oh, I'm got, sorry, that's terrible. Oh, no, it's all good. It got fixed and went, it got emergency surgery, it all got sorted, but... Turns out, I've just gone for my regular checkup, you know, my annual checkup, because that's what it is now, because it's a couple of years down the line. And my, my other eye has the same problem. So he said, it's okay, we'll do, we'll do laser right now. And I said, well, look, I've got to interview somebody in 45 minutes' time. Do you think we'll be okay for it? And he goes, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be okay. I can barely bloody see. I mean, I'm doing this interview. Let me paint the scene. I can barely see. Everything's very blurry. <laughs> I'm in an underground car park. There are cars whizzing past me. Oh, what, no. what the hell is weirdo doing with a microphone and an Apple Mac and a, all sorts of other paraphernalia around oh, him is doing? Oh, my God, I love this. <laughs> this, is, this is so, this is like, you know, Australian problems. Like, oh, totally. I don't know how, you, this, this is something that wouldn't, so, somewhere else people would be like, you know, I'm going to go home. But no, you're, you're, you're showing up for this, man. Well, I am, I'm thrilled. We but I don't want to um, keep you in this car park for... Are you going to drive? Is this what I'm? Is this what you're implying? No, you're let, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'll go further. Let me go further. The story doesn't end there. So, <laughs> oh, so I messaged my wife because our two girls are at school, and I messaged my wife and said, "Guess what? I can't drive." So she sends a message back, words to the effect of, "And I know I can say it because I host an R-rated program." She says, "You asshole! Why did you think of this?" Because she's at work, and she's now got to come and. Right, you should have me. thought about that before you got your eyes poked out. Oh, literally, and she's, she's, you know, I mean, what can you do? It's either, you, you know, get it fixed now or wait until it becomes a serious problem where I could lose my sight. And I was like, I know everything's happening all at once. It's just oh, been... Oh, yeah, no, it's, you should maybe, maybe you made the right decision. It's been the week for it, but, yeah, she, she wasn't too impressed. But, um, look, you know, you got to do what you got to do, haven't you? You know, you got to forge forward in this well, life. Well, you know, <laughs> listen, if I was going to try to keep my wife happy or save my eyesight, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's actually kind of, a really hard question. It's it's actually the few times like, where you can. How much pain do I really want to be in? I know it's um. It was you're gonna get you're gonna get fucked one way or the other, man. So oh, you probably made the right choice. Look, I get yelled at often enough, so it's okay. That'll just be more of the same. But I think I'd rather get yelled at and have my eyesight rather than yelled at and, and not be have able my to eyesight. see. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But look, enough. You, of, you made the right choice. Enough about me. We've got to talk about you because you know I I remember seeing you. On Letterman live because we used to get it live. Oh yeah, so long ago. I remember that. And when Chris reached out and said, "There's an opportunity here to interview this guitarist," I was like, "Is this the same lady that I saw back in the day?" And of course it was. You inspired me, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a guitarist as well. That was the first time I saw that that percussive technique that you've got you know yeah, when, yeah that was I'm sorry I don't know what the technical term for it is I'm a guitarist and bass player but that was the it first it really isn't a technical term well what's what's the inspiration behind it because I imagine I'd be in the same boat as most people 
you're the first person that we've seen actually doing it. So you're an inspiration to people across the globe. Oh, it's really great. Well, it does, you know, there are several guitarists besides me that, that, that do play in a, in a style like that. I do also play more, you know, the average finger picker sort of stuff. Mm. Um, but I, um, someone actually finally, I finally put it together a few years ago. I, I did, my first instrument is guitar. When I was nine years old, I started playing the drums. And now, yes, there's the percussive elements that are happening. But really, what I'm able to do is what, is what a drummer does is you separate the left hand and the right hand, and they do different things, and then you, you, know, you smush them in together. So the left hand plays the snare drum, and the right hand plays the hi-hat, and then sometimes they're together and sometimes they're not together. But basically, it creates a, a, a rhythm more complicated than one hand doing one thing. And so that's what I'm doing on the guitar. I'm playing the drums. And I'm using my fingers as, you know, little drumsticks as well. And that's kind of the best. A drummer would get this analogy immediately. A guitar player might take a little bit longer. The average person sure. might just think, oh, she's just banging on the guitar. That's fine. I don't need to, you know, that. But, but technically speaking and musically speaking, that's what I would boil it down to. I'm also, mm, the ratios change a little bit, but I'm like 80% right hand. 20% left hand. Mm -hmm. I mean, my left hand is not that great. My right hand is amazing. So a lot of what you're hearing is very right hand dominant um, finger picking and like that's kind of where the, the thrill of it all comes in. You'd be... And I think a lot of other are, are left hand dominant. I, I reckon you'd be a good sports person as well because to me, looking at you play, it requires a lot of pretty solid hand-eye coordination and feel as well. So are you good on the hockey field or cricket pitch? Or Sorry, I know you don't play cricket over there or baseball. Or I am so good at cricket. Oh, you I do? Mean, there you go. They, <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I do like sports. I'm small. I'm very small, so I'm built for, for um, you know, I'm, I'm more of like built for a a, a, a specific position, mm -hmm. um, but I don't I don't do sport anymore at all. I don't even um, do things I really want to do, like skiing, because I um, have have I would rather not, as you have experienced, I would rather not break uh, a wrist and lose my career. Yeah. So I have a, I've made I've had to make a difficult choice in life, but one that I I, I stand by. Um, however, recently I did take up skateboarding. Okay, cool. Well, that suits. Yeah, well, I mean... Which is probably a very... It, it's, well, it's a very dumb thing to take up when you don't want to break your wrist. However, I'm like a granny skateboarder, so I just go really slowly, and I, I, you know, I go after my daughter, who's on her little scooter, and we go, go to the skate park, mm -hmm. and I just kind of scoot... You know, I go... I, I take it easy. But I, I'm clearly having a midlife crisis. That's the other part of it. So, you know... <laughs> well, I've just changed Some careers, so I know all about and, that. <laughs> You know. Oh, okay. You know, but um, um, so no, I, 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 I don't do, I don't do sports. But in my youth, I was very good. I imagine you would be. Yeah. Oh, look, it was. It really, it did surprise me. I mean, I remember the internet wasn't what it was back in two thousand and three or four or whatever it was when you were on Letterman. Yeah. That it is now. So it wasn't. You didn't automatically come to mind. Go and find out who this person is, and then go and see if there's instructional videos on YouTube and the like. But I'd imagine there's been a lot of people <laughs> following in your wake, and the reason I say that is because you're very relatable. I've listened to interviews with you. I've read interviews with you, and just talking to you now, you're someone who's fairly easy to understand, and you interact very well. So, do you get a lot of people coming up to you and say you're the reason that I've started guitar and that sort of thing? I do. 
I definitely do, and it's amazing every time. I, 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 I get a lot, and to this day, it's incredible. People who, are li- who have listened to me since they were young now bring their children to my show. And they're grown-ass children. They're like 15-year-old. I mean, it's crazy. Um, and they say, oh, I was, you know, my daughter listened to you since she was very little, and now she plays guitar because of you. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's super... It's, it's almost shocking to the point I don't even know what to say because... I, in a way, I don't really think it has as much to do with me personally. I mean, I didn't make that child play guitar. I didn't make that adult play guitar. Mm. Um, but I am all, I'm always just you know, honored and astonished that, that someone thought, I want to do that. They saw me do something and they thought, that looks really cool. And I think more specifically, for me, I had to find this path where you know, I, had, I had played guitar since I was very young. I was ready to get better. I was ready to take it to the next level. But none of the typical paths looked very interesting the sort of jazz or yes. classical or speed metal and it, you know it just wasn't I was like meh and this sort of fourth way of detuning and finger style and percussion it all all that was swirling around this tiny little corner of the of the musical universe and I thought you know that I want to go there that's really that's different to me and that looks like a, a beautiful challenge so the people that that find me are still you know sorting through a vast amount of guitar noise that's out there. So so I'm honored when people it's say... Such a good point. You, you know, yeah. your music. Because it's, you know what I mean? It's not your average guitar music. But your music made me want to play that way. And or made me want to play, period. I mean, I, I love it every time. But you, you hit on something really important there. there. There's almost too much music out there at the moment. The, the amount of new releases that I receive and access to artists and the like, and I think everybody's very talented, don't get me wrong, but... The internet has made it such that everybody has a voice and a platform these days. So I think you broke at a time just before the internet became the zeitgeist in about 2006, oh, 2007. Oh, man, I was just talking about it, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I, I witnessed firsthand, like very, very clearly, in so many, so many ways, the, the fall of the big you know the, the the huge companies I was signed to Sony when I for my second record I literally in 2004 you know and it's hard to sort of date because Napster file sharing has was happening mm. and and everyone was ignoring it everyone everyone thought oh this is kids doing stupid stuff Metallica yes. was suing their fans you know stupid shit and no one thought oh my god we need to really get on it wasn't even until it wasn't until Steve Jobs said I'm gonna I'm gonna make iTunes because yes. You know, any and even that's irrelevant because they're they're streaming now. Um, but I I I saw what happened, the 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 very very bad and the very 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 good um, when the internet you know took over music, and um, and so ha- and, and I mean I mean you know things that were amazing like my I have I have like a few thousand copies on CD of a record that I made and the, w- the reason I possessed these was because during the time that they were made and then the time that they ended up in my house um, people were buying CDs yeah I mean, online so became quickly. prevalent yes I know exactly yeah, what you're saying because I've got the same problem yeah. The yeah. yeah and so you know the, just you know, putting your music on anything physical is no longer necessary and it makes perfect sense looking back but at the time they said we're going to destroy these these CDs, unless you just want to pay for shipping, and it's going to be you know a couple hundred bucks. And I was like, yeah, ship them here. So you know, and I, I have them in my storage, and they're about to be chunk, you know, dumped by me. 
because I don't need them. Um, but yeah. but that that's just an example. And it wasn't at the time. It was so embarrassing. It was like you are worthless, and and no one likes your music, and therefore no one's buying it, and therefore we have all this surplus of CDs, and so we're gonna you know destroy them. And I was like, don't don't destroy them. And now I'm like, no, that makes total sense. You know, people still yes. listen to that record. People still love it. They still buy it. They're even. just consuming it differently you know? they now. They just don't want yeah. it. That it's just not the right format. So, so like I, there's, I could give many examples of sort of witnessing the lack of foresight um, that maybe we all had to a certain degree. Um, and so it has been an interesting ride, sort of beginning your career at the end of the music industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely got in at the right time, and yeah, you had a front row seat to the entire thing. And look, the record companies were clueless there for a long time. I mean, as any good marketer will tell you, everything's consumer-driven in a capitalist environment. You know, if the consumer wants something, they're going to get sure. it whichever way that they want, and that's exactly what happened. And it's only really been in the last three years, you reckon, or thereabouts, that there's been a model introduced so as though artists can actually get remunerated for consuming product online, consuming music online. And even then, it's not a great model, is it? I mean, you've seen... Which which of those bands have posted Spotify checks for like one cent and two cent? Have you seen that? Oh my god! You know? it's, yeah, it's painful. It's painful to watch. You know it, but but like you said, this the, the consumer driven model. It it uh, I remember a lot of people and their long articles and there's you know we're we're lawyering up and we're gonna fix yeah. this problem. It was so much effort trying to be like. And I thought, listen, this is a tsunami coming at you, man. You just, you know, like, figure out how you want to make music and don't fight this mm. because it's going to take up all your energy. And, it, and, and and that sounds kind of lame and maybe I'm, you know, like, but, but I, I'll say what happened to me and what happened to a lot of people is that I made a great live show. My live show is amazing. And that's something you can't, yeah. you can't download and you can't reproduce and you can't even really make a decent video of it. So that's, that was my response. And I think that a lot of people's responses have been similar. Like, let's figure out how to, if we're gonna, if we're gonna try to make money, which is, let's face it, this is what we're trying to do if we're working. On, exactly, you know, it's in, a in career. Field as our, our primary career, then we have to get creative. Um, and that's what I did. I better do a time check. Typically, we've got about fifteen minutes for a chat. But do you know if we've got longer or have we got dead on fifteen minutes? I think you're the last one, so I got about. I could, I can do about five more minutes. Okay, we could. I better ask you about your Australian show because I know you're playing at the Sydney Guitar Festival, but I'm not from Sydney. I'm from Brisbane, yeah. so you are touring Australia. So I love gonna, Brisbane. A oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, are you going to be putting on a different show for us here in Brisbane than what people in Sydney are going to get, or is it going to be virtually the same thing? Everyone's going to get the same show. So the, so the neck is the bridge to the body, which is the multimedia show, the projection map guitar. Yes. Love I'm, it, by the I've way. taken on this sort of strange, interesting character. Um, again, it is not something that you can, you know, recreate in your living room on a computer. It is, it is a fascinating, and and at the end of the day, very simple concept that I've put together that really just takes you on this just beautiful journey. And all, you know, and I'm still playing guitar. I'm still absolutely 100% me at my best as a guitarist. But there are just so many different levels of, you know, in which you can experience the show and how I use the guitar to control what you're seeing visually and how the um, interaction between myself and my video engineer who's behind the scenes we are we perform together and then there's just funny and crazy and beautiful and sad and amazing you know things that are that have been shot and run by you i mean it, it's a, it's a very full beautiful fascinating work 
and I love every second that I'm on stage doing it. I love touring it. I'm so I you know, and it's funny because we've been trying to get the show to Oz for so long, and now mm. that I'm fine, I, I, I because I knew that audience the audiences in Australia would would lose their minds. You guys are already huge music fans, and you're so sophisticated about music and art, and this is built for an, an Australian audience. So I am beyond thrilled that I get to come back. Wonderful. Well, I'll certainly be in the uh, in the Brisbane audience. And uh, look, I need to congratulate sure. you on a wonderful career to date. Long may you continue to do what you're doing. And yeah, what can I say? You're a fantastic artist and I love your work. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And good luck with your eye, man. <laughs> How, do you have a plan to get home? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Yeah, the wife's going to come and pick me up. She's going to. We've got a, another car space in the city here because I'm in Brisbane City at the moment, and she'll drop our other car off there, get an Uber over to where I'm at at the moment, and then we'll both drive home together. And no doubt she'll tut tut, and me and I might be able to sort of ask if we can get a black coffee on the drive-through on the way back or something like that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to push my luck too hard and ask for lunch. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. You may. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But no, it's been a fascinating oh, chat. Yeah, no so. good deed goes unpunished when you're married. I, I understand. Oh, God. You, you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. Yeah, you just you <laughs> sort of... You go through... People say you have bad days, now you have bad weeks where you've just got to keep your head down. You know what I mean? And I think that's a secret. Yeah. To, there's oh, phases. Yeah. You, know, I, you know what I, I'm talking I listen, about. I know. <laughs> you know. I know exactly what you're talking about. And you said you had kids? Yeah, I've got two daughters. Yeah. I've got two daughters. So. Yeah, it's... I got a I got a daughter and a son, so it's, it, yeah. I know how to I know I know when and where to lay low. Uh, yeah, we got. Um, just, well, good luck. You know, so we just do our thing. But congratulations to you again. Thank you so much. And yeah, I'll you know I'll be in, definitely be in the audience, and I'll give you a bit of a shout out when I'm in the crowd. Yeah, get your get your eye <laughs> get your eyes ready for that. I will for sure. No worries. All right, you have a good one. Thanks a lot. You too. Gotcha. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. With my dad, Andrew McCoy-Smith. That was his conversation with Kaki King. Thank you for listening.